longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The farther we've gotten from the magic and mystery of our past, the more we've come to need Halloween. And this is from Paula Garan. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia, and the theme for our show today is Halloween Haunts. And I'm Joven Hundle. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be The Star You Are has launched Operation Disaster Relief. We need your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at bethestarur.org. And you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. And so today we're here with Express Yourself teen reporter Jack Palakos, bringing in an installment of his segment, Trends Without Ends. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, hi, I'm Jack Palacos, and I'm happy to be back with another segment on my show, Trends Without Ends. Um, and today I'm going to be talking about Halloween. Halloween is a beloved holiday that's looked forward to by many. For both the sweets and the trick-or-treating, as well as costumes and dressing up, it gives people a chance to be creative and express themselves by taking on a new character and overall just having a fun time. It comes around once a year, and it generates a ton of excitement and fun. This year... Around 179 million Americans plan to dress up and celebrate Halloween, which is incredible because this is over half of the American population. Uh, in addition, the, the total uh, money spent by the United States over Halloween is going to tally up to around $9.1 billion. Most of this money is spent at discount stores for candy and Halloween stores for costumes and decorations and stuff like that. The first thing that comes to mind when people think of Halloween is usually pumpkins, ghosts, costumes, and candy. 59% of people say that their inspiration for their Halloween costumes come from social medias. Top costumes in the teen category and adult category are any Game of Thrones character, Wonder Woman, pumpkin and skeleton themes, uh, and occasionally ghost themes, but that's not as common. Kids, on the other hand, are dressing up as heroes and superheroes. Uh, specifically, Batman is a very popular one, and a lot of girls are t- dressing up as princesses. Uh, kids are also dressing up as different types of animals, Spider-Man, and Star Wars characters. Halloween is a lot of fun, and people are even dressing up 
their pet this year. This year alone, 16% will dress up their pets in Halloween costumes, which is pretty interesting. One of the most interesting things about Halloween is that the costumes are generally a reflection of current pop culture for the year. One could say that the costumes are kind of a historical reflection of that year's trends. However, that's becoming less of a reflection as over the last few years, people are finding their costume choices limited by rules and regulations and whatnot. Uh, However, it's still always popular for kids to wear superhero and action figures as well as animals. Those never really change, and that's pretty widespread among a lot of kids. Uh, And another thing that's definitely going to continue is the massive amounts of candy that kids consume, and even adults, too, during this holiday. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We love Halloween because it gives us an excuse to just eat all of this candy. It's definitely (laughs) one of my favorite parts. And so, uh, Jack, you mentioned earlier that spending this year on Halloween is over $9 billion, and that's such a massive amount of money. And what is all of that money spent on? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, well, all that massive amount of money is being mainly being spent on costumes, candy, and decorations. $3.4 billion is spent on costumes, $2.7 on candy, and another $2.7 on decorations. Wow, that's just such large amounts of money to be thinking about for some for a holiday like this. And um, speaking of you know costumes, you were talking earlier about how some I think it was sixteen percent of pets are even being dressed up on Halloween. And do you know like um, what are the popular types of costumes pets are getting this year? Uh, yeah, a lot of pet lovers are dressing up mainly dogs as pumpkins and hot dogs and sometimes hamburgers. <laughs> Uh, those are the most popular ones, but some people do have more creative and ideas that require a little bit more effort. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I um I just watched a video on YouTube a few days ago of a popular YouTube YouTuber dressing her dogs up in Star Wars costumes, as you said, uh, in one um as one of the trends that are happening this year, especially. Um, and we see a lot of I think a lot of owners are dressing up their pets uh, in the same vein that they're dressing up as, as kind of sidekicks. And that's always pretty cute, as well as the traditional um, hot dog costumes for dogs and other, other, you know, standard costumes. And so moving on to a kind of different vein, maybe a more serious topic. Uh, Jack, what types of costumes are maybe banned for Halloween? Uh, well, obviously... Um, not, it's pretty much what you would expect to be banned. Uh, like nothing racist is allowed because that could cause some controversy and that wouldn't be good. And, um, anything with weapons are not allowed either because those costumes Mm -hmm. can uh, be pretty dangerous. And also a lot of schools and universities are banning anything that, uh, can potentially lead I guess something bad like uh, political costumes are becoming less and less common now. Um, Mm -hmm. And recently, um, people are starting to, I guess, not dress up as clowns anymore after a lot of the recent events that have occurred involving clowns. Um, So, yeah, I guess those are the main costumes that are kind of banned. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and you know... Is those clowns, you know, the clown scares last year, the It movie, as well as, you know, all those racist um, and culturally appropriating costumes that you're talking about. 
uh, you know, it's just kind of sad to think that some people might even want to dress up those things when you see their effect on other people. Then um, kind of shifting back to a little lighter note here, uh, we were talking about how much money candy how much money people spend on candy each year. And so how much candy do you think is actually consumed per Halloween? Um, well, in terms of the average child, each uh, child consumes uh, around over 3,000 calories, which is an absurd amount, honestly. And even adults actually eat a lot of candy, too, throughout the night. Uh, and studies show that the typical parent usually consumes around 1,700 calories, so Halloween candy binge eating isn't just for kids. Yeah, definitely. I know that my my parents like the the almond joys and the the butterfingers for sure. Um, and so you know we've gone through a lot of the different trends that are going on and a lot of the more popular costumes as well. And you've named a lot of those. And so I just want to know, Jack, uh, what are you personally planning to dress up as? Uh, me personally, uh, I don't even know if I'm going to dress up this year, um, but I, I might uh, hang out with friends on the night. I'm not sure what, I'm, what my plans are for it, but for me, it's on a Tuesday, which is a little bit unfortunate, but I honestly don't know what I would dress up as if I even am going to dress up now. And so what are some, you know, maybe past costumes that when you're younger that you particularly liked or some of your favorites from back then? Um, well, uh, when I was younger, uh, I think one of my favorite costumes was to dress up as a robber because, uh, when you would, <laughs> when I dress up as a robber, uh, I, I wouldn't have any sort of mask. I would just have like a black sweater, some black sweatpants and, um, I'm not in like a black, uh, I guess like ski hat. And in this costume, I particularly liked because it was really comfortable and I found that mask got really hot and stuffy so I really liked having I just like not having to wear a mask so it was honestly like a really comfortable costume which is why I really <laughs> liked it oh yeah those are always nice especially when they're when they're easy to put on easy to take off and easy to wear around for the day uh, I know personally for me I always do this thing where I just put makeup on my face and try to make myself look kind of eerie and kind of uh, among the world of the non-living. <laughs> and it's it's a comfortable costume and definitely I can sympathize with your need for comfort on Halloween. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a school night this year, which is going to make it really, really rough. And I think um, going back onto trends really quick and talking about social media and maybe like uh, apps on your phone. Uh, one particular thing that I really like about what's going on today with the internet and easy accessibility to everything and everybody is that on Halloween, you can have safety for your kids, whoever's going trick-or-treating, with apps on their phones. And I think that's a really good thing that social media has allowed us to do is that if your kids are going trick-or-treating, you can have them take a phone with them. You can have them download a location tracking app on their device so that they don't get lost and so that uh, a parent will know where their children um, are. And 
thank you, Jack, so much for all of the information that you've given us about Halloween. And I really learned a lot during this segment. Um, Unfortunately, that is all of the time that we have. Audience, support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Jovan Hundle. Again, head on over to our website at www.bethestarur.org during the break now. And then keep listening for the rest of our lively conversation on Halloween Haunt. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Jovan Hundle, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And today we're going to be continuing our lively conversation on Halloween haunts. In this segment, we're joined with wonderful Express Yourself reporter and Be The Star You Are event coordinator, Chelsea Pelchat, giving another brilliant installment of her segment, Past Present. Take it away, Chelsea. Hey guys, it's Chelsea, and I'm so glad to be back for yet another addition to my segment of Past Present. For this week's theme of Halloween haunts, I'll be talking about the history of this wonderful holiday, as I'm sure we've all wondered about how it really just came to be and why it exists. And after doing some research, I can guarantee you that there is a lot more to each October 31st than just trick-or-treating and indulging in as much candy as you can eat. Alright, so Halloween really began with the Celtic festival of Samhain, um, which is another word for summer's end, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to scare off ghosts. This was the day which Irish farmers believed that the dead could rise up from underground and walk amongst us. They wore costumes typically consisting of dead animal heads and skins and attempted to to tell each other's fortunes as they sacrificed crops and animals to the spirits. Later, in an attempt to distract the Irish from their practices, Pope Gregory III set November 1st as a time to honor all the saints, making November 31st the day before known as Hallow's Eve, only a small step away from the present-day term. But people eventually lost quite a bit of interest in these practices, and it wasn't really revived until the potato famine drove people to America, and the millions of hungry Irish brought their woes and their folklore into our cultural melting pot. 
their roaring bonfires became little jack-o'-lanterns with a single candle flickering from within a hollowed and carved-out pumpkin. And the Celt costumes, once meant to distract and confuse the spirits, evolved into the present-day Halloween attires, ranging from vampires to superheroes. But you may ask, just how did dressing up and dancing around a bonfire transition to knocking on doors and asking for candy? Well, the connection between chocolate and Halloween remains unclear to this day, but many believe that it derives from a tradition known as souling, where the, po- where the poor go from house to house, praying for the family's deceased in exchange for some cakes to eat. Another guest refers to the time when spirits were believed to arise from the grave and roam the streets at night, and since they were not perceived as very friendly, treats were left out to pacify the evil ones. But once the homeowners found out that the children were stealing the treats, they stopped leaving them out, and the kids, being ever resourceful, began begging for the goods at doorsteps, which over time evolved into trick-or-treating. But no matter which way you look at it, Halloween is truly a national treasure, delighting children, and yes, even adults alike. But before we conclude this segment, this segment today, I wanted to remind you all that Halloween is more than just the one day of the year when you can eat as many chocolate bars as you want without feeling too much guilt. To me, it's symbolic of the American dream in a sense that it gives you the freedom to be whoever you want to be, no matter how real or unrealistic. On October 31st, no one's going to judge you for walking out of your house wearing a giant witch hat or with cat whiskers drawn on your ears. I mean, they might on November 1st, but hey, you've already had 24 hours, and after my, after that, it just might be a little bit weird. But just a thought, you should definitely dress up this Halloween because it's only once every year, and just be the person that you really all have always wanted to be, even if it's like a werewolf or... You know, the Great Hulk, it's just that one day of the year, and you're never too cool for Halloween. Halloween is awesome, and um, yeah, you guys should all dress up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I think I the last year I went trick-or-treating was legitimately, like, ninth grade, and by then it was like, oh, you're too old for it. Why don't you go to the football game that's happening at your school instead? And I was like, you don't understand. Halloween is a time for me to go back and become who I want to become or who I think is cool or who I think would look aesthetic or nice. And I I love that piece that you just gave us where you mentioned that, yeah, Halloween is really a, a day where you are allowed to and it is socially acceptable for you to dress up as whoever you want to be and it's you know a day where you can have the freedom to do whatever you want with your appearance and I think that's really nice and I'm glad you brought that up and so expanding on your idea Chelsea of dressing up and again being whoever you want to be can you recall your favorite costume uh, well, I mean, I remember I was Supergirl in second grade, and that was definitely my favorite costume. I mean, apart from the fact that I got to wear this shiny skirt and this really cute headband, um, it was funny because I remember that that day I, I woke up and I put my costume on and I told myself that because I'm stepping into Supergirl's persona, it's my duty to uphold um, the character that she's built. So that day, even like the littlest things, like someone dropping a pencil, I'd always make sure that I was there 
to, I guess, quote-unquote, save the day. And, you know, someone would spill their lunch, I'd help them clean it up. Someone would need help with, like, a math problem. Even though I had no idea what was going on, I, like, try my best to help them. Just because, you know, (laughs) Supergirl. Um, (laughs) And I guess my teacher noticed because at the end of the day, I earned myself um, a gold star. And that that was my first time getting a gold star. And all it really took was to step into a shiny little skirt and um that's all yeah I mean I guess I had it in me all that time it just took a little super girl to bring it out <laughs> yeah I really like that perspective you were talking about that how you know Halloween is just so much more meaningful than just having candy and trick-or-treating and all that that you know maybe you can discover something about yourself or just show off to the world you know who you really are and so um yeah, kind of going back off of that again. So then, um, do you think that there really is an age where you're too old to dress up or trick-or-treat? Well, I mean, um, back to what Brigitte said about, you know, trick-or-treating when she was in the ninth grade. I mean, I relate. you got to get your candy somehow. But um, <laughs> gotta get I, think, <laughs> I think it gets to the point where, um, you know, you're getting dirty looks from parents when you're going trick-or-treat. They open the door and they look down and they see that you're not like a little five-year-old kid. They look up and you're, they're like, oh, shouldn't you be like driving to CVS to get your candy? Um, and <laughs> it's at that point when you realize, hmm, maybe that would be a better option. So, I mean, I remember that happened to me, like, in eighth grade, and um, that was the last time I trick-or-treated, but I definitely do miss it, but I would definitely say that it's never too old to dress up. It's never too old to be the person that you've always wanted to be, and, um, yeah, I just think that you should take advantage of the fact that it's one day every year, and you should just have some fun. Yeah, exactly. You just go out there and you know, maybe go with your friends or even go by yourself <laughs> and, and go around door to door and kind of just, hey, give me a piece of candy, please. I dressed up and I, you know, took the opportunity to be who I wanted to be. Um, and so moving on, thank you um, for that lovely anecdote about your Supergirl costume. And I found that super cute. And that's absolutely something that was really nice where your costume brought out your inner personality, your inner caregiver. And so I want to know, Chelsea, uh, what is the most creative costume that you've ever seen? Well, I think it was um, maybe seventh or eighth grade, but my friend she came to school in a paper mache magic eight ball costume. I mean, I was, I think everyone who saw it was just completely blown away by its ingenuity. It was so cool. Like she had spent so much time just shaping, um, I guess, like newspapers and glue and water, just like in flowers, like molding it into a pretty flexible, um, big, just a really big magic eight ball. And, she it, like went over her head and it was just like her legs sticking out and I think her arms maybe or else that would have been pretty unsafe but um yeah it was pretty funny because she couldn't really sit down uh, like on a chair at, at school that day and so she had to oh, sit God. on the yeah and so she had to sit on the ground but um she would try really hard to not roll back because she was basically like in a ball she was trapped in a ball with like only half of her legs like poking out <laughs> the oh. entire day and so when she sat down, she just rolled backwards. And I mean, it was pretty funny, but at the same time, you, I don't think I've ever seen a costume so 
just wow that costume <laughs> like at brunch and lunch there'd always be a huge crowd around her because um she didn't just look like a magic eight ball but she would act like one too she would have this little um bucket of papers that you know you'd go up to her and there'd be a little window where she could stick her face out and you'd say what are this what are the chances of me uh eating a hot dog tonight and she'd pull out a piece of paper from her um, bucket and she'd read it to you and it'd either say um a good chance or possibly or no chance <laughs> or something like that and so she essentially did work like a magic eight ball in person <laughs> and i just that was unforgettable and yeah, that's definitely so <laughs> gosh that's so fun that's like that's taking the magic eight ball costume to the next level it's interactive magic eight ball costume wow well, thank you for sharing um that was that's given me a few ideas maybe i need to switch from my uh usual i usually paint my face with makeup and i just go to school but maybe i should do something like that that sounds cool uh well thank you so much chelsea for this amazing segment and it's always great to you know absorb all the historic information and facts that you give us uh your segments are brilliant so well researched unfortunately we are out of time audience please visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Joan Hundle. Also, please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. And stay tuned for some more Halloween haunts in the next two segments. Show the world your smile if you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Joven Hundel, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we're continuing our fascinating conversation on today's theme, Halloween Haunts. And today we'll be joined by the fabulous Deborah Castellano, author of Glamour Magic, The Witchcraft Revolution to Get What You Want. So Deborah is a writer, crafter, and glamour girl who serves as a frequent contributor to the occult slash pagan media. Um, for example, she has contributed to Vitch, uh, 
Witch Box, Pagan Square, and Witches and Pagans. She writes for many of Llewellyn's annuals and runs a blog on Pagan Square about unsolicited opinions on glamour, the muse, and the occult. Glamour Magic, the witchcraft revolution for getting what you want uh, from Llewellyn, is her newest work, and it's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Llewellyn. Deborah also runs a shop called The Mermaid and the Crow, which specializes in handmade goods. She resides in New Jersey with her husband, Jao, and two cats. She has a terrible reality television habit that she just can't shake, and she likes St. Germain liquor, record players, and typewriters. And with that, let's welcome Deborah to the show. Hi, Deborah. Hi, it's so good to be here. We're so happy to have you here. And so, um, kind of, you know, just jumping right into it, what exactly is glamour magic? So the definition that everyone gets caught up in is that it's a false magic. That's a true definition of it. Um, an example of that would be much of uh, Hollywood movies about witchcraft, most famously, at least to me, The Craft, where the girls are changing their eye color, hair color, and all that good stuff. But the second definition of it, and the one that's most important in my mind, is what makes you interesting and exciting to yourself and others. And that's where I feel like we can really, well, make some magic. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I I talked to a friend yesterday, um, and she was feeling down because we're both seniors, and we were talking about college apps. And she, I feel like she needs some glamour, really, because she was talking about how she didn't feel unique and she didn't feel special. And so I just want to know, Deborah, you know, who can be glamorous? Like, can my friend be glamorous? Absolutely. Everyone can be. It's not gender specific. It's not uh, specific to any one kind of person. That's that's what makes it so exciting to me is that it's so accessible. And I remember doing college applications and it's really easy to get really bogged down in all of that. Um, and I, I think if maybe she did a, a little working, maybe that might help her a little bit just to keep trucking through that process yes definitely mention it to her i need to get her your book (laughs) don't worry you are unique (laughs) and yeah and so um you're definitely right that this does seem very you know accessible to such a large population and then so um i'm wondering you specifically then what inspired you to write this book Um, Well, this is a a story I don't tell a whole lot, but uh, I would like to share it with you all, uh, especially given our audience tonight. Um, Growing up in my generation, I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm a bit older, but uh, a lot of families tended to pigeonhole their children. Um, You know, who was the smart one? Who was the sporty one? Who was the pretty one? And... Uh, My sister was the pretty one and I was the smart one and I was like, well, if I can't figure out a way to be pretty because pretty is is so static. That's why now I'm not so interested in it because it's Mm -hmm. bone structure and facial symmetry and cultural markers and all this stuff you have no control over. So who cares? You know, glamour is completely artificial in that you're building your own uh, your own sense of of 
beauty. And it's not necessarily through... Uh, conventional standards. Um, I, glamour is what sets you apart. Beauty is something you're sort of born with. And um, so I figured if I couldn't be the pretty one, you know, I I wanted to be the glamorous one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you know, exactly what you said. Like beauty is beauty is kind of a social construct and we don't really you know, we can't make ourselves beautiful. We're born a certain way. We can't make ourselves fit into this social construct of beauty. And I think it's absolutely fabulous that um, you were able to find your identity and become the glamorous one and identify as someone who is above these beauty standards, who finds value in greater things. And so I just want to know, how exactly do you become glamorous? It, it is a bit of a, a process because it's both inside and out. Um, part of it is having a sense of style, which already turns a lot of people off. But <laughs> it's not about looking a certain way. It's not about fitting into a media construct. It's finding a way to express yourself that's meaningful to you. Um, like I have a friend who he always dresses in jeans and a t-shirt and sneakers, but his t-shirts are always ironed. His sneakers always match his t-shirts and there's a style to it. There's, there's a cohesion there. And, um, you know, it's also a matter of really figuring out what that is that makes you interesting and exciting to others and getting really centered into that and um, not being afraid to take up the space that you stand in, which is a hard concept for um, people of all ages, but especially when you're young, um, it's, it's hard to be unapologetic about taking up space you know like I always think of the white queen and the lion the witch in the wardrobe she was always ripping around Narnia on her sled you know causing chaos and being beautiful and terrible Aslan may come and go but she was always there oh definitely you know that kind of brings me back a few years right there yeah and right so um I'm curious then, so you're talking about how you feel that, you know, now you're the glamorous one. So is there a way to really know when you've kind of hit that combination, that you feel um, confident in yourself, that you feel glamorous? Yeah, um, I always sort of joked that um, when I was a bit younger, I felt like I would go to an event to a party or whatever and you know I felt like a lightning bug who couldn't get herself to quite light up and um, I, I feel now that I can I can get myself to light up so to me that's one of the markers and it's just getting really comfortable in in your skin and who you are and glamour while there's a big um, emphasis on, you know, your positive traits, there's also emphasis on the things that are perceived negatively, because it's not, you can't just be your positive traits, you're also your negative traits. And figuring out how to parlay that is really important, because like, you know, you can either be 
awkward and 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 you know clinging to a wall and whatever like like I tend to do sometimes <laughs> or you can try to find a way to make that charming you know you think about that kind of manic pixie dream girl trope where it's like you know you can be Zoe Deschanel or you could be like you know kind of dying inside and I think it's better to be a Zoe Deschanel mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta really really throw out your <laughs> your own your inner Zoe Deschanel and push yourself out there um and yeah I man I actually today I was signing up for a free period in the multi-use room gotta love that nasty cafeteria place and <laughs> I was all alone and I felt so awkward for a while but um I I tried to push myself out there and I love how you know, being glamorous allows your allows you to do that and to try and you know really find value within yourself. And so, you know, you mentioned uh, being pigeonholed as the smart one, and your sister taking on this other role as the one who fit into beauty standards. And so, I just wanted to know, you know, does being glamorous make you feel beautiful, or is it something above beauty that you found? I think it's something different than beauty. Um, I think a lot about, you know, I, I love that we have these new media icons that don't fit, you know, a specific, um, very typical Hollywood mold. I love what, like, Teen Vogue is doing to bring out all different, like, people of, of all genders who are not just um, interesting to look at, but often are activists and artists and things like that. I love Orange is the New Black because if you look at their cast, it's not a typical Hollywood cast you know some of them maybe but it's a lot of different ethnicities and body types and you know um backgrounds and I don't know like there's a great line um from Holly Madison where she says um I never knew myself to be beautiful I made myself beautiful and I found that to be very powerful because it's taking control of that situation oh absolutely and you know I love how um you know you're talking about maybe like Hollywood celebrities or some people who don't fit you know the traditional stereotypical like beauty roles and I just love how in our digital age now how that's just so possible you know like whether it's social media or something like that um everybody has a platform to you know express yourself and maybe reach that celebrity status whereas you know in previous decades uh Hollywood studios might only look for one specific type of person I oh, I, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. Uh, audience, during the break, be sure to check out our 501c3 literacy and positive media charity site at www.bethestarur.org. And more info is also available under events at our website at, again, www.bethestarur.org. And remember, everyone, BTSYA has also set up donations for hurricane and fire disaster relief. Uh, again, www.bethestarur.org. And so please visit and donate to those in need. I'm Joven Humble.
And I'm Brigitte Learn more about Deborah and Glamour Magic, the witchcraft revolution for getting what you want, at charmedfinishingschool.com. Make sure you visit that site and learn more about her. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we'll be continuing our inspiring conversation on Halloween hauntings. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte and our program is Express Yourself. Today's hour is all about Halloween hauntings. And I'm Joven Hundle. We're happy to be concluding with a guaranteed to be exciting continuation of our discussion with the lovely Deborah Castellano, author of the new book, Glamour Magic, The Witchcraft Revolution for Getting What You Want. And here's a little bit more about the book. So glamour is the art of taking what makes you exciting and interesting to others and using it as leverage in accomplishing your great work. This fun romp of a book helps you use glamour to achieve total world domination or to revolutionize your magical practice if, you know, world domination isn't your thing. (laughs) Uh, Glamour magic encourages you to be crafty, cunning, and unafraid to want something fiercely. Learn how historical figures use glamour in their campaigns for greatness and discover experiments, exercises, and rites for your craft. Glamour is your secret weapon, and it's your guide to finding what you want and getting it, too. Glamour Magic is available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Llewellyn, so make sure, audience, that you pick up your copy today. And so with that, let's welcome Deborah back onto the show. Hi, Deborah. Hey. Yeah, again, you know, very glad to have you on the show today, and we've had such an entertaining and awesome, empowering conversation so far, and you know, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um the little blurb that we've just read talked about world domination with glamour <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, revolutionizing uh, your magical practice. And so I want to know, you know, how can we have world domination with glamour? Uh, do tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it depends, firstly, how organized you are. But I, I always sort of joke that if I knew how to kind of... Uh, really harness my glamour at a younger age that I'd be running a small country. And um, I think it's really interesting to get those tools early on. I think it could be uh, really helpful to your uh, personal development. 
In terms of um, <laughs> world world domination, I do speak often in uh, terms of revolution and things like that because I, I find when you're willing to fall in love with yourself, as kind of hokey as that might sound, um, it, it really shakes things up. It shakes things up for the people around you. It shakes things up inside you. It opens doors to uh, new potential opportunities. And um, traditionally speaking, um, if we're looking at the Middle Ages, um, mm-hmm. women weren't really people per se. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, pretty items that's right so it's really interesting when you've got that in mind that there were all these women who were still knocking over empires and stuff even if they didn't have access to armies and things like that so I'm like what can't we do now with an iPhone you know mm-hmm. oh yeah I know an iPhone and a sense of self there we go right if Boudicca could do it, you know, with the Roman Empire on her back and all of these standards against a woman, then we could get, you know, world domination. That's <laughs> right, absolutely. And I mean, I think it also depends on how big you really want to go. Sometimes world domination means your world, being in charge of your world and your life decisions and trying to steer the ship for uh, future sort of events and, and making good choices. Um, but it can mean bigger things too, because like we were talking about earlier in the earlier segment now with social media many of us have much more of a platform than even like for myself uh when I when I was your you guys's age you know like I I am reaching so many more people um that I did when you know <laughs> to date myself we had uh, zines back in the day but that was sort of limited this it, it can become a wildfire and that's exciting Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how you were saying about finding your great work and achieving your great work. You know, it reminded me of uh, just this past year, my sophomore year in high school, we read um, The Alchemist. And mm-hmm. so it was all about realizing your personal legend, which um, might mean your purpose in life, might mean your one overarching goal or anything like that. And so would you compare, you know, how you say great work to something like that? Uh, what exactly do you mean by that? Yes, that's a very apt uh, comparison because it is an alchemical term. Um, while I don't use it in that strictest sense, I find a lot of people at all different ages um, have trouble figuring out I, I use the comparison of, um, you know, the musical Into the Woods. Like, what what are you willing to go into the woods for? What are you willing to put a lot on the line? And that sounds terrifying, like you're going to jump in front of a car or something crazy. <laughs> but it means, some, more realistically, it means something like, okay, you could be watching a marathon of your favorite TV show or messing around on Tumblr or, you know, Snapchatting or whatever, but instead you're working on this thing because you care about it so much 
Um, and, and that's almost a, a much harder sacrifice because it's just, it goes on and on and on. Uh, for me, my great work was to have my book. And I joke that I was um, a 10-year overnight success story. And it was a really <laughs> long time to be really plugging and blogging and doing short pieces and uh, getting on social media and establishing a presence there and proposing and writing sample chapters and all of this stuff. And um, for a lot of people, if you're not someone who has like that kind of burning passion for for a thing, be it music, be it writing, be it, you know, whatever your your thing is, that's for a lot of people the hardest step to figure out what are they willing to potentially sacrifice for? What are they willing to do all this work for? And it's okay if it takes you a bit to think about what that is for you. And it's okay if it changes. But I find when you really kind of know the answer to that question, a lot of things become more clear. Yeah, exactly. I guess once you've outlined your opus, your your great work, um, then you can follow to it, I suppose, follow your goals until you realize them. Um, but, you know, that's absolutely incredible, Deborah. Ten years, you know, was it was it ten years before you were paid to write the book? And, you know, did, did you get an advance or how did you keep yourself going throughout those those years? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I did get an advance. Um it was 10 years before I was paid. I was paid for short pieces, but I will I will break some heartbreaking news to my fellow young writers. It's going to be a while before you can quit your day job. I couldn't live off of any of that um, for sure. So it was always, I've been working like a, a full-time job and doing this whenever I wasn't working. Uh, prior to my current position, I was a nanny. If the baby was sleeping, I was writing, you know, and you had to just all the time, no matter how tired you were. I wrote a lot of this book during tax season. I worked for an accounting firm during the day and that was exactly exhausting. I'd work a 10-hour day, come home, write for another couple hours, go to bed, eat, well, eat something, go to bed, pass out, you know, do it again. And it was just very uh, chop wood, carry water. Wow. Now, it's so interesting to, you know, hear the process behind all that. Because, you know, we are a show for teenagers all over. And so for any, you know, aspiring writers out there, it's, you know, important that they get a sense of, um, what's to come and also how they might be able to achieve those dreams. And so I wanted to ask a little bit about how, um, a little bit in relation to our theme for today's show, which is Halloween haunts. So we were talking about in an earlier segment about how Halloween is so much more meaningful than, you know, just like uh, eating candy and trick-or-treating kind of day. And it's also very meaningful to dress up as something that, you know, expresses who you really are as a person. And so would you say that that kind of relates back to the whole idea of being glamorous and um, finding some sort of costume or something that really represents you? I think so. Um, I think for for me this year, um, it was very it's very important for me to dress up uh, this Halloween as a handmaid. I feel that makes an important statement, and um, 
I've I read the book when I was in high school, but um, I've also been very inspired by the TV series. And I think you can also it's a chance to be something you're not and step into it for a, you know a minute and see if you like it and see what it feels like to do that. And it's 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 um, let's pretend for bigger kids and grownups. Yeah, yeah, it's a. It's a nice kind of like, oh, what is it? A break from your from your usual life to kind <laughs> of throw on a costume and be something you're not um, in your everyday life, but maybe you are on the inside, as we were saying in earlier segments. And I, you know, I love that you were a handmaiden, that you made this statement. And I think Halloween can definitely serve that purpose, where you're making the statement about the political climate or what you believe in, uh, in terms of politics, in terms of, you know, values and current events, that sort of thing. And so I really like that idea, actually. Maybe I need to, I need to take a stand and uh, (laughs) do that for my Halloween costume as well. Um, Well, you know, we are pulling the segment to a close. And uh, Deborah, is there anything else that you'd like to um, leave for our audience, for maybe some aspiring young writers in terms of the journey and the process of writing this book? It's a very long process, but one that's very much worthwhile to follow through. And at times it can be very discouraging even after you get your book, but you you just have to stay positive and keep moving yourself forward and keep getting back up. Every time you get a rejection, just keep getting back up and uh, you'll get to where you want to be. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's interesting because you can kind of apply your answer right now to being on the track for becoming glamorous or for writing a book. And so, yeah, that was just such a fantastic conversation, Deborah. Uh, audience, learn more about Deborah and Glamour Magic, the witchcraft revolution for getting what you want at www.charmedfinishingschool.com. Sadly, it is time to say farewell. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer for today, A-Rod. And thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a talk operated program. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to expressyourselfteenradio.com and our main site at bethestaryouare.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, have a spooky Halloween, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines If you would let yourself